What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. And I'm going to be actually doing part eight and part nine. And you know what? I may slide in part 10. So I'm going to do part eight, part nine, and part 10 of the inevitable 10 part series for the Baltimore Business Journal uh, help desk uh, blog that me and my amazing friend, uh, partner, and um, just amazing writer and executor within the E1B2 Collective and just a great colleague and friend as well at a macro level. So parts eight, nine, and 10, let me guys, let me give you guys the uh, macro uh, title for both, for all three rather, uh, title uh, for eight, share who makes decisions inside the company and how decisions get made. Uh, title nine uh, or, or, or part nine, rather share what the company celebrates, promotes and graduates from an employee perspective. And then um, and then number 10, share openly about the conflicts and challenges facing the brand. So uh, let's go with number eight for a moment here. Part eight. Uh, share who makes decisions inside the company and how decisions get made. Uh, I'm going to keep this one tight. Um, you know, for me, it's a lot of there, there's a lot of good that can happen when you share how decisions get made, who is inevitably making those decisions and how those decisions impact the organization. You know, again, this is going back to, I think, part three or part two or four, one of those. Um, a lot of employees like to have autonomy. A lot of employees like to know how they can bring up ideas. A lot of employees need to know how decisions are made because if they have a lot of ideas, if they want to adjust things, if they want to get things done, they want to know how to go about it effectively. Some managers and leaders may want an email. Some managers and leaders may be so micromanaging and so tight and so um, structured to the inevitable business plan that was created in Q1 that they're not going to deter away from it until they review it over over the course of transferring into the next Q1 that there's no wiggle room there. Some leaders may be a bit open, but they want to have an in-person meeting with like this huge presentation. You need to understand as an employee and you need to understand as an employer how decisions are made, who inevitably are making those macro decisions and actually have a little bit of frameworks around that and articulate that information to an applicant, to an employee internally. Um, The benefits are really simple, guys. On the applicant side, you now know how to bring up new ideas so that you can put yourself in the best position to have a great employee experience, i.e., you know exactly how to for, form for, you know, form the email, you know exactly how to do a presentation, you know exactly what times, what moments to bring something up so that you can get what you're looking for, which is to share the idea. And now the brand gets what they're looking for, which is an amazing idea. Um, and then for the employer side, I think thinking through these things, number one, is just a good idea. I think a lot of companies are just kind of up in the air and don't really have processes embedded around decision making. Uh, I think another thing is, you know, from an employer benefit perspective, I think, um, I think when you let employees know about these things, to your credit, They're now coming to you at the right time when you're open, when you have the tech, the tools, the resources, the infrastructure to embed new ideas into your inevitable decision making framework and processes, um, which hopefully also you'll be able to kind of have a moment to to actually pick through and find several linings of great ideas and decisions and things of that nature. Um, And the benefit overall is you're going to have a much more productive culture, which inevitably leads to more productivity and hopefully more dollars in the, in the bottom line. So, um, that's part eight. 
Let me move on to part nine and part 10. Um, share how the company celebrates, promotes, and graduates employees. Uh, I think this one's pretty uh, macro as well. Um, a lot of employees, based off of the moments of their life and where they are at the moment, are looking for different types of celebrations, are looking for different types of promoting structures, are looking for different types of graduating structures. Like some employees are looking at uh, a job as um, you know, uh, a catapult, if you will, the, 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 the step along the inevitable, you know, mountain climb of getting to their next goals in life professionally. And, you know, to figure out how you as a brand feel about that and what you're going to do to support that is a good idea. Um, I think another good idea is around the promoting structures. I think it's a good idea for companies to let employees know about what those promoting structures look like. And I think on the employee side, it's a great idea to understand how you want them to look like. Are you comfortable sitting in the same position for two and a half years with very little flexibility, with very little autonomy, with very little adjusting or movement within your role, with very little career mapping conversations? Or do you want and need a company to sit there, create an IDP plan, have a career mapping conversation and put things into work? Um, I think an action item for me, just trying to bring value and give a tip, the career mapping conversation needs to happen. Um, the understanding of how you're going to celebrate and promote and graduate employees needs to happen. That looks like executive meetings. That looks like coming up with frameworks. That looks like coming up with tools. That may look like uh, finding out which type of data is important to ca- to, to collect. Uh, that looks like a bunch of things. Uh, and so it's a good idea to do that. Um, I think on the employee side and the employer side, all of these initiatives inevitably add to companies and, and, and the right companies and the right employees finding each other at the right moments and being able to synergize on things. And then as always, I think if um, a brand recognizes that an employee is looking for something different and vice versa, it you know kind of self-selects themselves out of the situation, which saves everyone money and time. And that's always a great idea. Um, And then I think another macro perspective as well, you know, just from a culture perspective and just a good, you know, mental neuroscience feeling, it's a good idea to celebrate. It's a good idea to to promote and have career mapping conversations and and have and, and watch your employees develop. It's a good idea to watch employees move on to bigger and better and and know you have something to do with that. So maybe they can do some macro employee branding ad hoc moments where they're talking to a colleague they haven't seen in 15 years or a friend they haven't seen in 15 years or a family member that they're just seeing now on Thanksgiving and they can rave about how you helped them so much to move on throughout their career. And maybe that you know, cousin or that uncle or that friend now wants to check out your company because it seems as though they're doing a lot of good for employees. So it's a good PR play as well. Um, The last thing, guys, part 10, share openly about the conflicts and challenges facing the brand. Guys, this is a huge one here. This is a big, big, big one. This is very similar to what we had at the top here. I believe there are conflicts and challenges that are happening inside of every single company. So let me give you guys a very practical, tangible tip that I'm talking about here. Um, For me right now within the E1B2 Collective um, and within Startup EX and within Project 2030 and within Beyond Brand Studios, um, 
there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of conflicts and challenges that are happening internally, not in a bad way, just difficult moments, difficult times. A lot's happening. A lot of decisions are trying to be made. Um, tensions can get high at times in a good way. We're just, we're, we're in a build mode right now. And so for us, you know, why this is important to understand and share openly about these things, it's going to, as a brand, it's going to make me very strategic about the type of employees that I'm looking to hire. Now, what I mean by that is if I know the conflicts and challenges that I'm facing right now, and I know then I, I guess what I'm saying is then I know what type of person I I need to bring into the organization. I need to bring someone that's a doer, that's an executor that doesn't really want or need autonomy at the moment because I know we're in building mode. I just need you to plug in, find a way to fit in, find a way to maybe add an idea or two a year to make this initiative better. But at the end of the day, right now, there's so much going on. We need to just double down. So that looks like a different type of employee than someone that maybe is looking for autonomy, looking for flexibility, looking to add new ideas, looking to be very radical and and transparent and 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 transformative like that's a completely different type of employee that uh is probably not a good fit right now so from an employer benefit perspective understanding number one i'm going to do the tangible kind of um breakdown and then i'm going to talk about again the benefit the tangible breakdown the execution needs to be founder leader executive manager company you guys have to be honest with yourself in the moment right now, in the beginning slash going on to the middle of October, what are some of the conflicts? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the things that you're facing? What's the vibe? What's the energy? What state? What's the ebb and flow of the company in the exact moment? What type of organization are your employees walking into right now? Are they walking into micromanagement? Are they walking into anxiety? Are they walking into a little bit of both? Are they walking into autonomy and bliss and freedom and flexibility? Are they walking into a growing and building organization? Are they walking into a mature organization? Are they walking into a company that will appreciate autonomy, appreciate new ideas? Are they walking into a company that really needs to to stabilize themselves from a PR and from a delivery of great product or service in or both perspective. There's a lot to think about. So to, to get that homework done, um, the, the benefit of doing that, again, you're going to know what you're looking for. That's you're bringing someone inside of your organization. They're going to be much more productive. And then you're going to be much more productive running the company at a macro. These are good things to think about, guys. Um, you're going to find the right person. On the employee side, this is amazing for you guys to understand as well. If you are not understanding about the conflicts and challenges and you walk into a circumstance, you say the wrong thing, you act the wrong way, you have a new idea that wasn't open, you know, uh, or that wasn't the right idea or the right moment to share that idea. You walk into a circumstance where there's not career mapping opportunities. They're in a build mode. You're looking to kind of fall back and relax. It's all about the right fit. It's all about the right vibe. It's all the right. It's all about the right uh, emotional, mental state. And uh, I just don't think enough employees are thinking about that as well. So applicant, there's your benefit. Employer, there is your benefit. I think at the end of the day, an action item also is identifying two ways employees are succeeding and or struggling. I think um, I think at the end of the day, companies can answer that question. How will, how will, how, how, oh my gosh, can't even talk. How 
will. I think that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, employees succeed, and and how will they and, and how will they struggle? What will actually be some of those struggling moments? What will be some of those uh, rewarding, uh, optimistic, positive, successful moments? And then inevitably. Uh, what what role do you play within both? Um, I just think there's a lot of good that can happen. So um, that's me, guys. Uh, my name is Anthony Vaughn. I am the founder, the co-founder of the E1B2 Collective at a macro, the, the CEO of that initiative. I am the CEO of Startup EX. I am CEO of um, Beyond Brand Studios. I am CEO of Project 2030. I am the CEO of a lot of future endeavors within the E1B2 Collective. I am so proud of the work that uh, I'm, I'm sharing with you guys. Thank you so much, Naya. Thank you so much uh, to the E1B2 Collective. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Baltimore Business Journal. You guys are amazing. I hope I did a great job of breaking down the information, breaking down the context, breaking down the content, and uh, delivering on what you guys deserve. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you.